What is that sound? Oh my god. My guitar. Oh. How does that sound? That was, that was terrible. It sounds, it sounds bad. Oh my god. That is jarring. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, <laughs> one, point five. Okay. Point two five. That's enough. <laughs> point one seven eight. You're lucky on your daughter. Good day, Maggie. How are you? Welcome to a new episode of Stuck in My Head with Chris King. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Happy. To are be you here happy? Again. Because I'm not. <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm not sure. <laughs> I am. I I always look forward to our chats, um, specifically the ones we record. It's super I, fun. <laughs> I, are we not? I mean, you do have a drama degree. Are we not playing a role for the fifty to a mm. hundred people that are going to hear this? I would say it's a hard reality to avoid. However, <laughs> I would consider us... You're, you're being to, legit? Yeah, yeah. two of the more authentic people I know would be you and I. So <laughs> I'll hand that to us for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so question for you before we get into our stuff today, which is about coupling. Um, and so a nice segue to, be, to that is... Did you do any wedding planning uh, the last uh, weekend or two since we've had since we've talked? That's a great question. On the and... pod, I mean, we have talked since then, but on the right, pod. sure, we do have a relationship outside of this. Um, <laughs> so, so people think. Right. So, in the last few weeks, personally, me, no, uh, I've done nothing. Which am I proud of that? And is it good? Definitely not. But Ryan has done things. Um, so, oh, Ryan. <laughs> so I get a, I really appreciate that. Um, I do have a list, a list of things that is sneaking up on me, you know, lurking well, around. We've been the talking. Corner. We've been talking to the caterer and getting yeah, all kinds yeah. of bad, bad news. Yep. But, um, <laughs> Troubling news. It's, a, it's an opportunity. Let's say yeah. it that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to invest in many stomachs. Absolutely, and we love <laughs> we love providing people with a great experience. Yeah, so, yeah, here we That's go. This is about, yeah. Uh -huh. Well, uh, you know, since we've talked on the podcast, I and Kristen and I had our 30th wedding anniversary, which was such a momentous occasion. And I, I mean, this could be considered a bit if I what I'm getting ready to tell you, but it's not a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we took our uh, we we took our little trailer that we go out and ride bikes from and took the dogs and we went to the Buffalo River which is one of my favorite places in the world and we, we stayed in RV park and the and the night approaching our the 27th which was our anniversary we had storm warnings and the trailer was literally rocking up on <laughs> felt like it was rocking up on two wheels which I feel like might be a bit of an exaggeration but since you're we'll going to embellish you. you're going to embellish I will as well it was uh -huh. it was rocking and so I said, you know, I think we're going to have to, like, take some shelter when this front comes in. And so, literally, and God bless the Buffalo Outdoor Center, those folks have a very well-built shower house. And we spent 1 to 4 a.m., the very beginning oh. of our 30th anniversary, on sleeping bags on the floor of a shower house with Hank and Rocky, mm -hmm. just loving life. 
What a way to kick it off. Watching, watching shows on our iPad and halfway <laughs> asleep. And romance was in the air. How could it not be? I'm sure. Um, on our 30th anniversary, hanging out in a, um, in a men's shower house. Now, it was, <laughs> granted, extremely clean. So I want to give them that. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's the glamour of of married life right there. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's what I got to look forward to. I'm yeah, thrilled. yeah, you do. And it's going to be, <laughs> you're going to have all kinds of highlights like that mm-hmm. uh, to share with your extended family. So, um, no, we did have a great time. Um, but that was, I just thought, kind of ironic that. Uh huh. <laughs> we our luxury accommodations were concrete. I would void. say, yeah, not not my personal choice, but I support you and your trailer dreams. I'm looking down on us now, I get that. Okay. Nah. <laughs> um, hey. So, anyway, that being said, the ups yes. and the downs of marriage calls for help. Yeah. We, uh, those of us that have tried to fly solo, it doesn't work very well. And we've got to have helpers amongst us. And that's one of the things that we do at Chris King Counseling is we want to help people get from where they are to where, to where they need to be. And one of my dearest friends, uh, Brandy Harris, is going to be joining us. Who She's a licensed, a licensed marriage and family therapist in Rogers, Arkansas, and has this online presence. She does a lot. What, uh, Maggie, you have her bio where there are there some highlights or some things that people need to know about brandy do you have it yes um what do you got so a few things first the basics she is a professional counselor author speaker teacher coach she's a mom of three kids wife friend follower of jesus so that's you know on the outside but my personal my favorite things that she's included here is one She's been practicing counseling for over 10 years, first book in 2015. Um, She teaches a lot of parenting classes and stuff, but this specific quote from her bio, she's also done a few random things, like playing roller derby and shaving her head. She no longer has a belly button. She's just a fun human who makes mistakes and then tries to recover. Aren't we all, Brandy? I had forgotten, and I can't believe, uh, spoiler alert, that I didn't ask her about the roller derby thing. I'd forgotten she did that. Is that Gus? Yeah, it's Gus Howling. Um, Probably someone else who lives in our neighborhood who is allowed to be here. Um, Yeah, yeah, they are. We can't go out and say, hey, we're recording a podcast, so Gus is just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, Well, I, I, I just... I think that we're all in for a treat uh, for the conversation that, that we recorded, and this is going to be a two-parter, so we'll do our first part, and then we'll come back to you with a release the next day with part two. Yep. Um, Allison, and I are going to be, Allison and I are going to be talking to Brandy Harris. It's a good one. So, uh, have you ever wondered, you know, how is it that marital therapists do this, and, and how does a person like her help couples in trouble and what do couples uh, need to know uh, and what do they got to do the folks that need that help Um, it's going to be a great conversation Uh, I'm excited to be here my name is Chris King I'm a licensed professional counselor today I am stuck in my head let's do this let's go
Okay. Hey, welcome back, guys. Uh, this is your friend Chris King coming from my house, and I have um, a guest who is a dear friend, and she is kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and she and, and since she's not in the room with me when she laughs, I know that she's laughing like an evil laugh. <laughs> like <laughs> I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am a, a, a big deal. Uh, Brandy Harris is a licensed mar marriage and family therapist and practices in Rogers, Arkansas, and online. Like she's got this presence and this all this stuff that she does. Um, so, a little quick background on my take on how I got to know Brandy. I interviewed Brandy for a job uh, working at New Life Ranch when she was a teenager, and I was not much older than a teenager, and just loved loved this kid but she's not a kid she's my peer <laughs> now that we're old we're old it's, yeah. it's like not cool for me to be that way um so uh and our relationship and and subsequently as she met her husband Cass Harris um and as I met my wife um our relationship has grown over over decades and mm -hmm. whenever I was making a decision to decide if I was going to just fall in line with what everybody wanted me to do, be therapist. <laughs> like I, I, I was, I was really, I had a lot of yeah, buts. I was really kind of stuck professionally after I'd worked in church and done some nonprofit stuff. And I had had a big an accident where I got hurt and I was just like, I, I don't do, do I really go do this. And I just, I called Brandy who was already killing it. And I'm like, how, how, how can I do this at this stage of my life? And all she offered was encouragement and in so many ways, uh, Brandy, you've been not just a friend, and I know it feels weird because we probably do this for each other, but you, you, have, you have led me and mentored me in ways. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is really true. Um, so I, I – and the podcast is a thing that I'm doing for fun, um, and, and, and it's also a thing that we want to put out there to just – to put something out that's helpful to people. Yeah. And um, – Allison is going to be joining us here in a little bit. I think uh, she's got, well, she can say what she's got going on <laughs> when we when we record later. So anyway, but I'm going to go ahead and let it roll with you, Brandy. So what am I missing? Tell us about what your practice involves right now and uh, kind of what the, the stuff that you're heavily engaged with right now. And then I want to get to some some questions and we can talk about, you know, how how we can help uh, marriages, relationships, stuff like that. So, what what's kind of your main gig right now? What are you up to? Yeah, so I usually tell people that the way I make money is I'm a therapist, and um, that's that's my primary gig, and right, it's it's the bankroll um, for everything that I do, <clears throat> and that's you know, twenty ish clients a week. I work four days a week in the office, and then my side gig which is what all entrepreneurs start with um, yep. is I, I guess you could say I'm a content creator, um, but I, I write, I have three books. Um, I do a lot of speaking engagements for churches and um, schools and things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm also in the process of learning how to create online courses. So I've got a couple of those I'm working on. Um, but I, 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 my big my big gig lately has been sex education, so I do a lot of that, um, especially in conservative areas, um, and that that's kind of my sweet spot. I'm I'm not a 
I'm not a sex therapist per se, um, right. but I, but I, I, I am a rare person who knows a lot about sex because I've done my research, yeah, um, and have worked with families and couples and individuals quite a bit. Um, and then I also um, grew up in conservative culture. Um, I love love the Bible and I love Jesus, and so that ends up being a pretty unique niche um, that not a lot of people are in. Um, so that's how I got into that business. But really any like psychoeducation, helping people with boundaries and relationship, conflict, communication, that I love all that stuff as well. Uh, so that, that brings up a, a question that's not on my list. So I hope you uh, yeah, so enjoy. Uh, well, but it's the thing I've said before, because I'm like, what kind of person does that? You know, like, like I, knowing you well over the years, I think to myself, and I've said this to you, I'm like, I just kind of really admire the balls, like the <laughs> ability, <laughs> you know, the, the, the person that says, well, you know, this is kind of how I grew up. And this is my context. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's a question that I, that everyone that comes into my practice gets asked, like, do, do you want an engagement with faith-based sort of practice? Because, you know, we offer therapy and then mm-hmm. we have people that kind of lean into the faith-based thing and some people like don't want it and I still want to be helpful yeah. to them and yeah and, and and the reason the reason that we ask that question is because we're in Tulsa yeah you know I mean and and you know and you're in Rogers Arkansas and, and we grew up in you know you grew up in Tulsa yeah and so has that been what has that been like for you like like is it something that was on your brain for a long time that yeah. you really wanted to lean, lean into that and then you just kind of started and you're like well I guess I guess people are gonna you know, think about it weird or, or people are going to be supportive or whatever. I mean, like, right. Yeah. What was that like for you? Um, you know, I, I actually am not a huge fan of Christian culture. (laughs) Um, right. And I, I mean, I grew up, grew up in the Bible belt and grew up in a conservative area. Um, but haven't really fit in entirely, um, Mm -hmm. with, with the more, the farthest extremes of that um, and have pushed the envelope a lot myself personally, just not, not appreciating or enjoying um, the tight quarters of conservative religion. Um, So, and I also just really appreciate, I would, I would say the beauty of humanity um, Mm -hmm. and just who humans are, who people are. And so as I was, figuring out who I am and figuring out what I want to do with my life. My goal wasn't really like, I want to serve the Christian community. It was more like, I want to serve people. And I don't think I can really take, I can't take the Christian out of myself. So it's not like I, I can stop believing or stop seeing having the worldview that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can meet people where they're at, which is sometimes the exact opposite end of where I'm at. Um, and so that means I have to do everything that I can to be open and available and loving to people who don't fit in, in the boxes at all. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, the, for example, the practice that I work with, um, which is Oaks counseling, um, they, they are on purpose, not a faith-based organization, um, or at least, you know, we, we don't, we don't publicize that. We don't say this is a Christian counseling center or something like that. We just, it's just called Oaks counseling. It's just a place to offer hope and healing to people. Um, And we absolutely do not enforce um, any faith-based counseling. Um, We, we offer 
healing and hope to everyone. And we are willing to work within the framework that they are wanting to work within. So there are a lot of people who follow Jesus who happen to work here. Um, and I, I think we, we all respect that about one another. We all are, we, we all go to different churches. We all, um, practice religion in different ways. Um, but none of us is operating from a, um, solely religious basis. We're kind of just trying to meet anybody and everybody where they're at. So, um, we wanted to be incredibly inclusive. We wanted to be supportive of all. Um, and that's what we do in our group. And th that's exactly how I feel about it. I don't, I don't want to put any barriers between me and someone else. Um, and, and that means that sometimes we have people who come in and who are wanting very explicitly, um, Christian counseling. And we, I mean, we offer what we can, um, but, you know, ethically we have to really do, we have to stay in our lane, right. Which is, um, our scope of confidence and, and the ways that we've been trained. None of us have been explicitly trained in, in the Bible. Um, none of us right, have theology right. There's not a lot degrees. of like demons and theology degrees running around. Right, exactly. Right. We just right. have counseling degrees and, and their marriage and family therapy degrees. And so we educate on the things that we're actually educated on, um, but we leave right. the, the pastoring, the official pastoring um, to the pastors, which those guys don't work in our office. So, um, right. we do a lot of referring and encouraging people to connect with their communities. Um, and I mean, it, it's not like we never talk about the Bible in my office, you know, that there absolutely are times where I'm working with a person of faith and I, um, I'm interested in their thoughts, you know, they're curious, they're bringing in their ideas and their experiences with God. And, um, I love to support them in that and hear about that and, um, do anything I can to support their experience, um, but really work hard not to get in front of them in any kind of way and, and be take the authority where I really don't have the authority, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing the same stuff we are. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And I think that I think that for me, I mean, like what you're and this is just for me, but like what it seems like you're reflecting a bit of a Jesus -y position there because mm. uh I mean, many times our people, and this isn't maybe, a, this isn't a theological thing, but I think that a lot of people like can embrace uh, sort of rigidity in their own brain mm -hmm. to create a sense of safety. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not saying that's what everybody does who follows more rules and those, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not laying judgment there. And mm -hmm. I think that that rigidity is is a thing that we that we probably all do to, to create some safety mm -hmm. but but i really felt like whenever i was starting this out too and, I, and so I, you know we're, we're kind of out of the same mindset that i spent a lot of time with people in, in that boat and it would be easy to leverage mm -hmm. hey all my friends and people that knew of me from that situation like if we can put a fish or a cross on our door like that's mm -hmm. who we serve it's what we do we're on the same team mm -hmm. and but I, I, I really feel like I think of the, uh, the non-coercive nature of mm -hmm. what, what we know of him. Right. And so therefore, if, when he goes to the cross and he just says, no, this, like, I, mm -hmm. I, I, this is, this is humanity at its ultimately most vulnerable state, the least mm -hmm. controlling that, that anyone could ever be who had the power to control everything. Um, mm -hmm. so it's, so I, I, because of faith that I have, which has evolved and is, you know, different than it was when I was 
30. Sure. Um, but because of that is why we don't do that. Right. You know, right. That position of freedom yeah. and avoiding compulsion in any possible way. I think yeah. in my mind, it, it, it like, makes room actually for God to do the work that God does, that only God does, <laughs> you know, leading people, changing their hearts, um, healing, you know, I'm, I'm just making room for those things to happen. I'm not making them happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, we're on the same page. I think that some people don't love that uh, at, sure. around here. And I, and some of them I know, <laughs> and I wish mm. it wasn't that way. I wish I want to be connected. And, but at the end of the day also, as we're growing older and feeling more uh more ourselves you know like you can mm -hmm. only do what you can do and we got to mm -hmm. be okay with that that makes us healthy yeah i man i appreciate w what you said about that I, I i'm curious so so moving over into the kind of the area of working with couples mm -hmm. and i i mean i haven't even, i haven't decided what we're going to call this one yet um <laughs> but but truly the thing that i I want to think about is uh, with us, it's part of that, that cr Christian culture dynamic, but maybe even more centrally is like, you, you know, you're in my mind, a, a marriage and family therapist who has, you know, a, a lot of ex this experience and this, this helping people with intimacy and sexuality um, thing that has really taken off. And I want to get into that as well. Well, like, what, what have you noticed? Like, like, like in my practice, like I, I, when I see couples, a, mm -hmm. it's way harder, just period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that was going to be a thing. Like, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm great at relationships, you know, like I, mm -hmm. I'm pretty much a home run hitter. Uh, no, and I'm not, so it was, uh, I find it harder. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, you know, what have you noticed over the years? Cause you've been doing this for a little while and but you've got people calling every week and, saying we need help in our marriage and I'm like well, what, are, what are some of your big observations about who's coming in what are the problems mm -hmm. and what's the difference between people that are making it and people that aren't what yeah. do you what, what's your take that's super broad but tell yeah. Me thing. yeah so i would say um i mean the the two big things that i see people coming in for are like the conflict communication category where they are fighting about stuff, maybe the same stuff over and over and over again, but not ever able to actually reconcile. You know, they're not really ever getting to a place where they are resolving the conflict. Um, and, and I would, I would just, I just see that as an extension of difficulty communicating effectively. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other piece is intimacy and, and the intimacy piece is, yes, a lot of times it's kind of flushing itself out in sexual problems. Um, but really, it really is just an, the, the sexual problems are just an extension of their difficulty with actually connecting with each other on a deep level, which, I mean, if you were to put all three of those together, they're all the same, right? Conflict, communication and intimacy yeah, are yeah. all like woven together, Um but that, that's what they come in for. And, and it's, it's varying degrees of that, right? Like sometimes it's, it's so broken and it's been broken for a long time and they are incredibly toxic to one another and very harmful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sometimes you've got really hopeful, young, premarital, or even just dating couples now coming in saying, we'd like to talk about and process some things because it's, it's hard, or right. we just, we want to do great and we don't know how to do great. So can you help us? <laughs> um, so 
Well, well those, those are fun, but like I, and I don't want to be, say, I don't, I, it's, it's kind of like, you know, how magicians never tell you like what, uh, how they do their tricks, <laughs> uh-huh. by the way, like there's a radio lab, like, like the, 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 someone should, everyone should listen to the radio lab where the guys like talked about how David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Oh, that's awesome. I will check that out. I no love one will, radio no lab. one will admit it. Like, but like, <laughs> here, here's a hint. It didn't disappear. <laughs> of course <laughs> uh, but 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 get this all right get this but but the, the people that were there watching it mm-hmm. um were looking at something different so they all yeah. believed they all believed yeah. it disappeared anyway yeah. uh so like here's a here's here's one of the things that goes through my brain when mm-hmm. i'm working with couples and if anyone that's ever worked with me is listening to this like i i just want to say i love you man mm-hmm. uh, or and woman um but sometimes people come to me and i'm like I don't, I don't know how I'm going to help. I don't know. I don't know how to, Oh, wow. This is, and I feel, mm-hmm. I feel with them, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. and, and they're like, we feel hopeless. And I'm, I'm like, the man. And I mean, you know, and, and you have people not make it right. Yes, I do have people not make it. Mm-hmm. So, so what's that like? Like, what, what, what's your, what's your priority with some of these people that are coming in that it's just like, it's rough it's super bad and they're kind of like here's our hail mary we're gonna meet with you right what how do you how do do you get that going and what are you looking to do when it's bad yeah so i my first session with couples i'm i'm you're i'm trying to do so much (laughs) so much in that first session i'm trying to get to know them i'm trying to build rapport with them where they can actually trust me which means i kind of have to like demonstrate my competence and um, really attune really well to them, which is very hard with a couple um, because sometimes as you're as you're attuning to one person in the couple, the other person feels incredibly threatened, right? Like they're they're just on fire looking for, and is this therapist going to be on my side or their side? Um, and so you're you're walking on eggshells from the very beginning, not knowing where they're at and what they really need. And trying to build bonds with both of them without sending the message that you're not on their side um, by caring for their partner. So it's a, it is hairy. <laughs> First session is really hard. Um, and I usually sweat a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm also, one of the things that I'm doing in that first session is I'm also really listening hard for what's the actual goal. Right. Um, and for me, the biggest telltale sign of whether or not a couple is going to make it is if they actually have the same goal or not. Um, it's if it just smells like at all, like, mm-hmm. like that they have some commonality in the air. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. and they can say, um, you know, the, the couples that don't make it, maybe that's just where we start first. The couples that don't make it tend to be the couples where, one person is really in and invested and maybe really hurt and broken, but yeah. wants to keep trying and is willing to do their part. Um, even though it's really hard for them to do their part, but they want to, they want to learn, right. they want to figure it out. And then the other partner really doesn't, um, but they are coming because I don't I, I honestly, sometimes I'm really not even sure why they come other than to prove to the world that they came, you know, they want to be yeah, able to say, maybe. I tried everything. I even went to therapy, you know, we, yeah. 
I don't know what that is entirely about. I don't want to judge anyone, but they, maybe, maybe the best I can believe about them is that they aren't really as self-aware as they could be about how done they are. Um, You know, like, I I think, I think a lot of people in that boat like tend to just display some level of a a continued codependency where they're just like, well, like I don't want to hurt that person anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to do what they want, but like they've been hurting each other like crazy, you know? Yeah. But really emotionally I'm out and I'm not willing to be vulnerable anymore. Um, Yeah. So that's the, those are the couples that don't make it. The ones where only one actually wants to do or can do the work and the other one really doesn't or isn't interested in it. Um, I think that's consistent with my, yeah. 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 Or you can say, go one more thing and then we're going to take a pause. Yeah, yeah. So I, I often tell them, um, I mean, I, I, pu- I push people with their goals. I, I really am like, you know, is this what you're saying? Is this what you're saying? You know, let me clarify, is mm. that what you're saying? Um, because sometimes just helping them see each other clearly with what it, what it is that they both want is something that neither of them have ever been able to do before. And sometimes that's enough for them to realize that they don't need to come to therapy anymore because they they just want to get divorced, you know? Um, yeah. And I, I, even though I don't like playing any role in people harming each other or, you know, I, I, I want to I, I say I don't want to help anyone get divorced. Um, but sometimes that is the help that I'm doing. Um, and right. I, I wish that weren't true for a marriage and family therapist. You'd think she would never help someone get divorced. And I'm like, sometimes that's what they really want. And ethically, I am bound to submit to their goal. Well, that's um, the thing. And I think people on the outside that <laughs> might see what we're doing that are holding marriage, which we both do. I mean, I know this about mm-hmm. you. Like we hold marriage as a sacred thing. Very I mean, much. It, it is a, it's a covenant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the like we're not getting people to do stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> so when they come in, we're like, you know, maybe a divorce is a good option. Like, that's not what we're doing. Right. We're, I'm not we're suggesting. Working, yeah. yeah. They've, they, 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 we're helping them clarify the fact that they've already decided these things. So how are we going to yes. be helpful for you as you move forward in these things that you've decided? Yeah. Like you've already decided. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I, the most painful sessions are when you are able to clarify for the one partner you're help you're you're helping them be able to say i'm done i'm really wow. done Dude, and the preach, other partner man. is just <laughs> heartbroken yeah it's awful i uh, yeah. i'm with you and i and i think that codependent in me which i got more of that going on than you do i believe mm. any enneagram wise what's your number eight you know yeah oh, i'm an eight yeah, that's right yeah for sure <laughs> yeah because i'm married to an eight so i know you guys yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but I'm, I'm the nine, which there's more nine therapists than probably anything I would think. Yeah. Nines and sixes. I see a lot of nines and sixes. Yeah. Therapists. Yeah. 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 And so we want to get along. And so mm-hmm. therefore I feel, I feel drawn mm-hmm. to try to prevent this pain that's happening, but that's yeah. not helpful. Um, hey, uh, we're going to go to the next thing. So, um, and that's going to include Allison. So. Okay. Great. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Hey, Allison Myers. It's the time for the mid podcast uh, advertisement. And I have a thing that I need to plug. Yeah. Plug it. Okay. All right. Here, we're going to plug it. 
uh, we've got, uh, well, you need, you're supposed to ask me questions about it. So ask well, me what, questions. I mean, what is it? Like, what are you plugging? <laughs> it's tell me that, do you not know? Good Have Lord, you not heard? Why, why are you here? Um, I'm still working on figuring that out. Okay. Um, so, uh, May 4th, 5th and 6th, we're doing a, what's called wholehearted help. It's a retreat for therapists and generally just helpers of any kind that are in the professional world that want to be helping people, particularly in mental health. And it's going to happen. Well, that's, that's it. You asked me what it was. That's what it is. Okay. Well, where, where is it and how much does it cost? <laughs> is it so expensive? Good night. Um, so this place is going to be at New Life Ranch, Flint Valley, which is out by Silent Springs, Arkansas. Um, if you're on our team and you work at Chris King Counseling, it doesn't cost you a dang thing. Oh. You just show up, dude. Um, if you are not, if you're not on our team, I, I believe it's like 125 bucks. What you get for that is there's an overnight. There are six hours of CE classes. One class will be the ethics of self-care the other class is a uh, ecotherapy primer, which is one that I teach all the time, and I love it. And uh, and then it's and then we like eat together in Silent Springs in the beautiful downtown Silent Springs. And last year when we went, it was awesome because people just had a chance to do their thing, get together, talk shop, or just talk life, yeah, um, and be and be out there in that gorgeous place. Why would why would you not come to this? Well, that's my I question. Mean, that's my question. Why wouldn't? You. Yeah. So okay. I know you said it was like for anyone that helps people. I am not an LPC. I'm not licensed, but I do. I work at a church. I work with young mm -hmm. people. I have a lot of conversations with people about their life. Is this for me? It is. But I would say that most people that come are like licensed, licensure kind of people. Yeah. But the, the vision is, I mean, like I, I just, I want people that help people to come out. And then it gives us a chance to connect kind of across disciplines, across companies, across nonprofits. And get to know each other because you need a network of support. I mean, like, good night. That's what you and I were doing back in the youth ministry days. Like, we yep. had a network of people that came together. And and as helpers, we can't be isolated. We've got to know who's out there and, and, and who is our friend and ally and who are supporters. So it's really important, like, in this thing, you can come out for just a day and take one class mm -hmm. and hang out, uh, have a meal, um, so some people might just come on Thursday, which is the fourth. Some people might just come on Friday. Thursday is the uh, self-care one, and we go into town and eat. And then Friday morning is the ecotherapy one. You can uh, register on Eventbrite, on our link, on our social media stuff. We, and you can e email or call the office, info at chriskingcounseling.com. Call us, 918-760-5243, I believe. Like people who are listening in their cars are going to write that down. Question mark. Well, <laughs> it sounds it sounds awesome. It really does sound awesome. I am absolutely going to tell my friends. My husband is an LPC and is always and forever needing those continuing ed credits. And so this sounds like a super um, not just helpful but also potentially restful way to um, get some credits make some new connections, but also just pause and breathe, which that, I don't know about yeah, that's, you, yeah. but we don't do a lot of that in our life. <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. It's a, so, so we actually scheduled it like, like we'll get this. So like programming is like Thursday during most of the day and then Friday morning. And then we have lunch on Friday. And then if people want to stay and just like do nothing, like 
shoot hoops, do horse, like play horseshoes, like have a conversation on the deck with some coffee. Like that's what the next day is about. And I, I'm sure tons of people won't do that. uh, But a lot of people will. And so we kind of like schedule stuff and then we have like just space. Space. So yeah. Yeah. So you can reach us. Get uh, like, we want you to come and do this and we want to be supportive to the community around us. So that's what's happening. May 4th, 5th and 6th. Come to our tree, please. Yep. Did your wife and daughter tell you that we just walked out into the world and ran into each other? Oh, no. Yeah, they did tell me that. uh, That they saw you guys. Yeah. And we had just been talking about you at lunch. And then there they were. You know, if you knew... How many times? This probably happens in Arkansas a lot, right, Randy? Like, people are like, hey, what's Chris King up to? And you're like, oh, it's funny because I know that guy. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, Hi, I'd like to. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I, I, it's very hard for me with both of you that I, we have to do this over the internet instead of actually being able to hug each other. I mean, I know it. And <laughs> I, through this process, have learned. Um, it's like, I'm a great, I'm a great communicator is what I almost led with. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome guys. Mm -hmm. Um, but like how weird it is to communicate a spec, well, in, in two different ways with people I know really well and people I don't know at all without seeing them at all. Mm -hmm. Like I, I apparently am, I work off of facial cues and these kinds of things more than I realize. So Anyway, I would hug you if I was in front of you. (laughs) I know you would. (laughs) Well, I was just that. I mean, Allison just hopped on because she was late, which is something I never am. And um, (laughs) And I always am. uh, But uh, so uh, to the listeners that aren't aware, I I had just mentioned to Allison, hey, should we record an intro and then put that in the beginning? So it's like you were here. And then I thought, no, like. You've been out doing stuff, and you came in the middle of our conversation. Rude. Honesty, <laughs> honesty is the best policy, anyway. I mean, yeah. isn't that what we want from people? Is to just it live is. their real selves. We want selves. them to own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I own it. I was late. I'm late a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it, it wouldn't. I, I mean, one contributor to you being late might have been the fact that I, I'm pretty sure I told Brandy nine and told you ten. And so that might so be we a, split that, the diff. That's but, also classic in this situation. <laughs> right. It's ask the people that work at Chris King counseling. And they, but you know, the people that want to work at Chris King counseling, like that's just a, it's just a rumor. It's not really, it's a rumor. Yeah. There is a shirt. I almost bought myself that said, I'm sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to come. Um, <laughs> But that's not <laughs> that's not the case here. I need you to know that. Mm-hmm. I am just Thanks. I'm only sorry I'm late. I I did want to come. Mm-hmm. So I did. So I did. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, good. Great. Good for you. Um so uh, all right, here's uh we've been uh, the question that I asked um Brandy a second ago is kind of like what does she see? And we might, this might be all we get today. I mean, there's just so much to talk about. Like mm-hmm. what does she see with couples and what, and the difference between ones that work and ones that don't. And, mm-hmm. and Brandy, you were just saying how, you know, a lot of times when the, the ones that don't, it's like you, you have a, a partner desperately trying to save a marriage and you have a partner that shows up and, and we're not even sure 
sometimes why, mm -hmm. but they do. And then you've got to kind of help them go ahead and move forward in whatever it is they decided, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. how hard that, how hard that can be. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to add something. I, I just, I think about those, like those dual goals where people come in and you really, it takes you a bit, but you finally figure out that one has one goal and one has the other. Mm -hmm. I, unless we have a common goal, I will not meet with couples. Mm. Um, so if we get into that first session or that second session and we finally clarify this one wants this thing and this one wants the other, I, I tell them I cannot meet with you unless we have a common goal because what ends up happening and this absolutely has happened for me. If, if I think my job is to save the marriage, but only one of the couple wants to save the marriage, then I have, I have aligned with just that one person. Yeah. And then me and them are, are essentially bullying party number two. And I, yeah. we can't ethically be a part of that. We can't, we can't be bullying anyone or trying to overpower or convince even somebody to do something that they really don't want to do that they have mm. told us and clarified for us that they don't want to do. Um, and it's, I think it gets really ugly. I, I see this a lot. It gets really ugly when a therapist doesn't see that. Um, yeah. And one party ends up getting very, very hurt um, yeah. by the therapist, yeah. by the therapist. Yep. And so I just want to say that for anyone who's in a situation where you feel like the therapist is really not getting you, you need to stop seeing yeah. them. Don't yeah. pay them one more dollar to work against you and what your goal is. Um, in your life. So, well, I think hmm. in, in general, that's like, that's um, promoting probably a pattern that's been a part of their relationship forever anyway. And yeah. I don't know about you, but the people that come and see me, one thing that people have in common, by the way, it's not just that people who come and see me, we all do this, but there's, there's a sense of, of um, trappedness, mm -hmm. um, a sense of stuck in my head. Um, which is the name of this podcast. Aptly named. And thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, but like, I, you know, like, and which really activates that lower brain. Like I, I, I don't, I'm in a catch 22. I can't get out. I can't mm -hmm. be in. Mm -hmm. And that really, really stems from like this maybe partner that's operating in a more, maybe more powerful space. And then one that is they're they're saying, I mean, I guess I'll do it, but they're shaking their head. No. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be okay. All right, cool. But mm -hmm. on the inside they're they're not in yeah. um, to whatever it is, be it where we're going to go eat, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think sometimes even more confusing is when both people are using the same language, but they're defining it completely differently. Come on. Yeah. Like yeah. we're both saying the same words, but we don't mm -hmm. mean the same things. And mm -hmm. that's actually been something in my work lately that I have really been like, focused on, I feel like has been impressed upon me as the primary communicator. A lot of times it is my job to define what I mean when I use this word, mm -hmm. even if it's a super common word, but I'm learning not everyone is defining this word the same way. So we may be on, yeah. on completely different paths using the exact same language, which is, you know, I, I don't know. That's, yeah. I don't know why that's a new development for me, but I, I am late to this. I'm late. It's a theme. I'm late to this that's, party. That's what we're going to title this one, by the way. Late. I'm late. <laughs> late. Allison is late, and it's not Chris's fault because he's in charge. Um, yeah. 
but hey, but like that's it's a very El, uh, El Guapo kind of idea, right? Like from Three Amigos, come on, old guy reference. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like I, that word, I don't think that word means what you. No, wait, that's not. I think that's, it means. I don't yeah. think it means what it think what you think it means. That's uh-huh. actually that's Princess Bride. That's, that's Princess that, Bride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> think that word means what you think it means. But like that's a that's a nice segue. And, and Allison, you're like very nice job, by the way. Well, um, if I'm gonna come late, I better come ready. You better be ready to rock. Like. <laughs> So, like, let's talk about that communication thing. So, so what is it? You know, okay. So then there's these couples that, like, for some reason they're missing it. You know, mm-hmm. with my hands, I'm like doing this hand motion, missing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and well, I just got to help them communicate. Like, what's that look like for you over the years? And and maybe I what what did you used to do, and now what are you doing? Like, like if we got to help get them a, a lot uh, more aligned. Like, what what do yeah. you do, Brady? What helps, right? Yeah. So I. When I first started practicing, I loved CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and it really is very heady. Um, like, yeah, let's yeah. think, let's understand what you're thinking and how that affects your behavior. And so, then communicating between couples, I I probably would have drawn been drawn more to what are you thinking. Um, <clears throat> but I would say the longer I've practiced, the more I've realized that the emotional content of language and the the physical bodily part of communication mm-hmm. is equally important and sometimes more important mm-hmm. than the words that are being said and so um and that that's like partially that's experience partially that's training i went through um emotionally focused therapy training um called the externship and it's it just kind of helped me see a bigger broader picture of how co- couples connect with each other um but my 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 I do ask a lot what do you mean by that mm-hmm. you know you, you mm-hmm. say that but what do you what do you mean by that pretend like mm-hmm. I don't know that word you mm-hmm. know define it for me in in different language and and see if they can kind of go there um <clears throat> and then I I also will um ask couples the, the two things I ask them to do with communication or I'm, I'm trying to train them to do are slow down mm. and and soften. Mm. So slow down as in exactly what you're saying, Allison, happens. People just, they're firing off language and they're just repeating a dialogue that I could have written out on the board. And sometimes I do. I'm like, so first this happens and then that happens and then you say this and then you say this. You know, like it's right. just classic for that couple. They get in these ruts of communication where they are saying the same things over and over again. So if I slow it down, what happens is that people become more conscious, more conscious of the patterns that they're repeating. So we, we slow it down and clarify some of those nuances that they were, they were really just assuming about one another. They'd never actually confirmed. Um, so we slow it down. And then, you know, skill number two is softening. And this one is, I think, much harder Um because most couples, when they get into these ruts, have hurt each other so much, um, mm-hmm. or they brought in to the marriage so much hurt that they are just on full alert, self-protective mode. And so right. their, their communication is harsh, it's angry, it's accusatory. Um, and when that's the only way you know how to communicate, you cannot get through to each other. So. Yeah teaching people how to use softer language, softer body posture, um, you know, gentler ways of talking about their own emotions and their, their own desires. 
um, that changes. That's when the dynamic starts changing. Um, when people really start to slow down and soften the way that they're relating to each other. What do you, what do you, uh, I mean, what do you think about the role of, of solution focused kind of stuff? Because, uh, where we went to school, like they, they love that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I love it, but I, I just remember when I was starting out and I was in a practicum and I had, I had some sessions where really call it all I knew to do was help people remember what works. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. is, is that a thing that is just a piece of your tool bag? And like, just like, like, you know, like helping people get out of maybe acknowledging protective zone, but then also mm-hmm. because it's not a part of our, of our conscious space when we're protective, like to be reminded of what's working, all this kind of stuff. Right. Uh, or is that a thing that, you know, it's, it's a nice idea, but it's not necessarily a contributing factor to like yeah. to therapeutic healing. What role yeah. does that stuff play? You know, basically like, Hey, don't forget what's working. Do more of that. Like that's simple. Right. Idea, right? right. Right. I mean, I, I do think it's useful. Like, like you, the way you're saying it, it's a tool in the tool bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's useful. And sometimes if you can get a small win, um, mm-hmm. then that builds into bigger wins. Um, but not always. Um, and it shouldn't be the only tool in your tool bag. You know, sometimes yeah. they need something else. And so, you know, I, that that is a great thing I use often at the at the beginning of really connecting with a couple is saying like, you know, tell me how you met. Like, what what did you what made you fall in love with each other? You know, just Mm. saying those things out loud again after maybe 35 years and you forgot to say them for 35 years, like that really hits you like a ton of bricks to remember that you actually once upon a time loved your spouse. Um, So (laughs) it sounds crazy and funny, but like, like, but no, that's what's happening all around us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just it's, it's the, it's the negative pattern for so long that you forget where you started. So yeah, I definitely think it's a tool. It's, it's a useful tool. Um, It's one of a lot of things um, and probably more useful at the beginning when you're connecting um, with a couple and kind of establishing some rapport, but it's not necessarily going to be my focus later in, later in sessions, you know, two months in we're, we're probably not we're not going to go back to that. the beginning. Yeah. But, but maybe it's a moment, uh, like a, a momentum piece, right? It, like getting, getting a win, like, okay, maybe there's, a, there's some yes. hope. Cause like, ho- like hope, hope's the thing, man. Like we yeah. got to have it. That's yeah. Not, and yeah. I, I will say maybe this is adjacent, but I will say that celebrating wins along the way is mm-hmm. equally essential. So even if they are chipping away at this problem or actually the way I like to think about a couple problems is like a very tangled knot. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. we have worked really hard on one little piece of the knot and we have finally gotten it to loosen two millimeters. (laughs) Like it's, it's hard to see the big old ugly knot and be happy in any way. So if you can be like, guys, that was really powerful. What Mm -hmm. you just did there, you know, like, like that was something, you know, I know it wasn't everything, but it was something that gives hope as well. And that's kind of the same thing as solution focus. Like you got it right a little bit. Well, I mean, I've got to believe like one powerful thing about going back to the beginning and, Hey, tell me about this Mm -hmm. is it forces you to realize, wow, this was incremental. We Mm -hmm. very, we very just 
slowly got off a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here. And Mm -hmm. therefore we are not going to get on Mm -hmm. back on except incrementally. And so celebrating the little wins, I think you're right, is super huge because we just aren't patient people anymore. We want, well, I did this big thing. We called the counselor, please fix us. Thank you. (laughs) But yeah. looking back and yeah. six sessions, insurance yeah, offers six sessions only. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> six is what you've got. Do your work. Um, but realizing and not a hundred percent in all cases, but in most cases, I would guess it was a slow drift mm-hmm. versus this one big, huge thing that, oh my gosh, came out of nowhere and I'm totally floored. Yeah. Well, um, uh, so yeah, that brings up the question. So I mean, my thought, as you said that, Allison, was like, that's, I mean, I've never really talked to anybody where infidelity was something that was a result of nothing. Right. Yeah. Infidelity or some sort of devastating behavior Mm -hmm. in a marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I, I, I'm, I'm a little curious uh, too, uh, Brandy, like in those situations where, where people come up and they're like, you know, like if there's this big injury, Mm -hmm. um, you know, are you falling back on the same principles? Like, well, I mean, it, it's possible that they can, they can make it if they have the same goals. Right. And, and like, is it just going to, are we just going to be talking for a long time to where trust yeah. can be restored? I mean, like, what's your deal there? You know, I mean, maybe we shouldn't um, neglect to talk about just number one trauma. So sometimes events <laughs> between couples um, have been traumatic, you know, like infidelity can absolutely be traumatic. Um, and a lot of times there are other things that have happened in the marriage that are significantly traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, you know, I wish this were not the case, but for some reason, the last few weeks, every week I hear about a new marital rape case, mm-hmm. um, either in my office or with a colleague, um, where, and I know this is hard to define, but I will have, um, you know, it's usually the wife um, saying, I feel like I have to have sex. If I don't have sex with him, you know, there's all these emotional consequences, psychological consequences, or there's a threat of leaving or threat of infidelity, you know, and so I say yes, but I don't really want to. um, And it's painful for me or, or maybe it's not physically painful, but it like, I, I walk away feeling used. Mm. broken and definitely not loved by my partner. Um, and <laughs> that is traumatic. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, things like that, which people don't talk about ever publicly right. Right. are traumatic. Um, and so when you have trauma that's entered the space with, which is different from just like, we're not getting along or we yell at each other. Yeah. Or communication, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a different level or element of healing that needs to happen. And most Mm -hmm. likely that healing needs to happen independently from the Mm -hmm. partner. Yeah. Um, There is also some repair that needs to happen between them, but without some individual support, I think it is really hard to recover. Um, and honestly, a lot of the time I'm recommending for my couples that they see someone individually as well. I don't, I don't see them. I, I don't usually see them individually. And as a couple, I usually refer them out to um, another colleague that I trust um, mm-hmm. so that they're, they're getting the 
you know, there's just some things that the couples therapist can't say to you in front of your spouse without yeah. triggering yeah. another big fight, but they still need to be able to say it to you. Um, sure. Yeah. And you need to hear it. And maybe you can't hear it sitting next to the person that you feel hurt by. Yeah. Um, so I'm such a huge fan of doing individual work supplementally for the marital work as well. I find that to be totally true. It's like, like, like what I said earlier, I'm, sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I want to help them. And I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling not incredibly competent, but it's almost always because of that. Like the trauma yeah. is too deep yeah. in individually yeah. for us to come to some sort of like oriented space. Oh, yeah. I know where we are. I feel a, a some level of confidence that we can do some work here, even though I'm, even though we're struggling, like, 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 like trauma, be it like, like mental trauma, it's just a lot like physical trauma. Like when mm-hmm. you lose a limb, I mean, like that's a, that's the perfect metaphor. And I think mm-hmm. ultimately it's more than just a metaphor, you know, it's, it's, mm. yeah. like we're designed you, in, similarly in those ways. You know? Yeah. You lose the functioning of a part yeah. of your brain. Yep. 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 And, yeah. Right. So, so imagine, uh, sitting with a couple that, you know, they, they want it to get better, but there's all been all these injuries and their injuries that they've inflicted on each other were generally just like responses to their own trauma. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's, it's difficult to get to a place of trust whenever you're fighting and fighting and freezing your way through life. And so yeah. I do the same thing. I'm like, like we're, we've got to, you know, do some individual stuff. Hey guys, that was really great. And I just want to say thanks to Brandy Harris and Allison Myers and Maggie King for their contributions. Uh, also, as some of you guys might have noticed, uh, but the, the music that we play is from uh, an old recording that I did with Brandy's husband, Cass Harris, uh, White Bread Sessions down in Dallas, Texas with Ty Robson and Adam Lair. And those are some old recordings, but they really work well for this. And so uh, we did a different cut today. Um, super excited about being able to share music as well as some of our thoughts. Hey, if this podcast uh, is helpful to you or to anyone you know, please share it. It's on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and other places where you can find podcasts. Uh, share it. If, it can, if we can be helpful, let us know. I uh, look forward to doing part two. Thanks, guys. <laughs>